Hello and good evening, cross talkers, or I guess we're the cross talkers and you're the cross talker watchers. Uh, good evening and welcome to another uh, evening of talking uh, about the Bible uh, and Bible themes and whatever else we talk about here. We, we cover a wide swath of things. I think that's why we get such a interesting and colorful uh, following and we thank you all for tuning in every week. Uh, we're starting a new series that I'm excited for and uh, I'm leading, <laughs> which is scary. I know uh, it's for me and you both, but uh, we're talking about feelings and I don't know how you're feeling, but, uh, and I don't know how you'll be feeling when this is over, but we're talking about common feelings um, that we all kind of struggle with. We wanted to really discuss um, how the Bible discusses these feelings and, and, and ways we can approach them because probably they're uh, stigmatized because we don't talk about them. And so uh, we're, we're hoping to work against that. Uh, but I'm not just talking to you and we're not just talking uh, together. We're, we're talking with special guests, very, very special guests. I get to be the one to introduce and call them special for once. So uh, without further ado, my, my most uh, hostess with the mostest, um, my, what he says, uh, Bat Batman to my Robin, uh, because he's the one with the rank, but Major Doug McClure. He's coming a hostess? Hostess with the mostest, man. Yeah, hostess is like a female host, by the way. <laughs> or no, I was thinking, I was thinking more the snack. Because I eat all the snack things. So I was gonna I say, I, I was thinking the snack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, like the big Deborah snacks. So there you go. <laughs> the big De oh, the big Deborah snacks. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. messed up. What's going on, John? Hey, not much, man. I'm drinking coffee at six o two p.m. Uh, and, and hoping that this conversation is invigorating because it has been a long week. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. It's, it has been a crazy week. Uh, it feels like uh, it's a holiday week here, so office is closed tomorrow. Um, it's Employee Appreciation Day. So I hope yeah. all, all you Sourishery employees out there in Augusta feel appreciated. Uh, there you go. Uh, I know I appreciate all the employees in Augusta. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, so it's a, it's a long weekend for us. But uh, I'm actually going to Kentucky for the weekend. Yeah, so you're you're uh, traveling again. You're yep. you're getting prepared uh, for your your uh, traveling tenure. As, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I made a promise to some friends uh, many many years ago that if they retired and they didn't get kicked out uh, and they made it to their retirement and and I would be I would speak at their retirement. So I made that promise and uh, I am going to be speaking at um, uh, Majors Art. And Diane Fultz's retirement uh, up at Camp Paradise Valley this weekend. So I'll be driving back and watching the live stream on Sunday, and you know, and, and watching April do her thing. And, uh, so <laughs> well, yeah. And speaking of April, that, that was called uh, a segue, wasn't it? Uh, nice? Just a softball. You know, it's all good. Uh, excited to welcome back. Take uh, it away, April. Very familiar. Hey, woo! Sergeant April. Hello, hello. How are we? Do we have to dress her differently now that she's a college graduate? I mean, do we have to like, oh, no. do, have to, like do this or something or, or a professor or? No, 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 not yet. So you have a Bachelor of Arts, is that what it is? A Bachelor of, Ar bachelor of Arts in Psychology. So how can you be a bachelor? One of the uses of this word is not like the other. I've been waiting forever for to use that one, man. Listen, all I know, I have a bachelor's in psychology. Yeah, she knows she's done. <laughs> well, and and we're we're hoping to take advantage of it tonight uh, and have oh, some good conversation. Oh. 
Look at Stop. John tying the conversation. Wow. Well, and it and it was and it was unexpected, but I I I attribute it to be a God thing. You know, when I try and make something work for so long and it doesn't, and, and I just have to assume God's working something out. And so when we couldn't lock in, what's that? Are we talking about the hair not working out? <laughs> no, the hair is working, man. It's working for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, it only has to work for two people in my life, me and my wife. So yeah, we're good on both fronts. <laughs> wow. But um, no, yeah, we could not find uh, a fourth guest for this. And not that April is ever a B-list host uh, and guest. But, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, she's just she's just so wonderful. We don't want to overuse her. Uh, you know, I mean, goodness gracious. I, I know you've got to be tired uh, from this week. M me and Major talk, but you, April, you've been running around all week this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a crazy week and Friday is coming. So <laughs> yeah. we got some retirements around the command and then well, we got a board yeah. meeting and just I mean, yeah. April's been everywhere. And, you know, you it's mentioned the, the, the Fultzes and it. it's one of those things like it's so funny. You, you, you know, people will retire or you hope they will, but like, you know, you never expect to experience it with them. Um, yeah. But we've had several uh, celebrations of retirement and service uh, here to the command. And so, um, yeah, the, you know, celebrating is exhausting around Augusta. I don't know yeah. about other places. But <laughs> it, was it. It, um, it, it was a joy to be able to celebrate them who retired, who's retiring. Um, so it was good. Absolutely. Yep. Well, tonight, um, for anyone that hasn't tuned in, we're only in our second week of this in-between half season, what, what we're calling it. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a short tenure. Um, we're getting in the last little bit of crosstalk that we can with Major Doug um, and then praying about the future. <laughs> um, right. And so, but with this one, we always have such good conversation and we wanted to really uh, use that to our advantage. And um, so we figured we'd go very topical conversation based with our next uh, Bible study. And so with this one, we're, we're addressing uh, feelings, emotions, uh, th th things I think everybody goes with. Nobody cannot feel, you know, a lot of people like to try and pretend, but uh, we all ultimately feel something. And so, uh, but there's a lot of feelings that we don't like to talk about. They're difficult. They're uncomfortable. Uh, and I think the one we're talking about today uh, may be a little extra uncomfortable for some people. Um, I think that sadness and depression get a, a very uh, bad rap in the church. Um, I think a lot of people don't like to talk about uh, depression if they're going through it. Um, I think a lot of people in church maybe don't understand depression. Um, I don't know if it's just me or how you guys feel um, going into this kind of a big topic. Well, depression, whenever somebody, you know, they hear the word depression, they automatically think something's wrong with the person, <laughs> you know, mm. uh, like they think, oh, Lord, something's going on. Something's happening, you know, um, and that's why so many people doesn't want to address it because of how people um, see it as, you know, see depression as something um, extreme when actually people go through depression all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You can be depressed for a day or two days, you know, um, it, it's not, it's something that it's a type of emotion and type of feeling that we all go through, 
uh, from time to time. And it's just, it's just a matter of how long are we going to allow that feeling to dwell in our lives, you know? Um, and so how, how are you going to um, deal with that depression? And how are you going to work, work through that depression? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and I think that's the, that's the key um, when it comes to depression. But yeah, it's the, the word, it scares people. <laughs> you know, you know, um, but it, but because we all, but we all, some shape or form, have been depressed from one time or another. Is I mean, let's be, be honest. And, and April's right. I mean, there, there's such a bad understanding of this uh, because people think, well, if 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 you if you love Jesus, if you love God, then you, there, why would you be depressed? Right. Right. Okay. Well, because the world sucks. <laughs> okay, you know, and and it's gonna keep this way until God comes back and fixes it. Until then, it's gonna get, at least based on scripture I'm reading, gonna get worse. Yeah, I mean, John's hair is gonna get longer. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> the apocalypse is coming. And I mean, and it's what, what, but people get this idea. Well, yeah, if well, there's something wrong with you, therefore you can fix it. So you know, you, you need to you need to pray harder. You need to read more scripture or that kind of stuff. You know. Uh, I remember the first time that I heard a Christian talk about the fact they were going to a counselor and I remember the whispering behind their back. Well, it oh. must be really bad if they had to go see a counselor. Yeah. And then I remember my own family went through our own period where, I mean, my, during my parents' divorce and it was really hard and, and I was going through some really stuff. So they, 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 rec- they helped us get to see a family counselor mm-hmm. and it, it was, it was great. It, it was a great experience. I mean, obviously it wasn't great. I was going through it, but it was great to have that experience and to be able to share with that person. Uh, you know, I was only 15 years old. I mean, when you're 15, you're screwed up enough as it is mm. and throwing a parent's divorce on top of it. It gets really weird. It didn't yeah. mean I didn't love God. It didn't mean I didn't love my parents. It didn't mean right. I didn't love myself. It just meant there were things that were happening that I could not deal with and could not process. And I needed somebody right. to talk to. Right. And I needed somebody to talk to that I wasn't going to sit next to in church the next day. Or somebody I need to talk to that wasn't going to be at school with the next day. I needed a professional who knew how to listen, mm-hmm. to take it in, and to not absorb it, but just mm-hmm. be able to give me good reflection back. And a lot of times when I when I do the counseling I do, and I tell people all the time, I do pastoral counseling. I don't do like real counseling like April's can do now. But I mean, <laughs> what I do is I talk to people and I just try to show them where scripture says, like we're doing tonight. But when it gets too serious, I've told people before, hey, just letting you know. This is way beyond my skill set. Right. I'm recommending you go and find somebody that can talk to. I'm not saying you're that messed up. I'm just saying I'm not that skilled in order to handle the situation. And right. I try to be very open about that because it is a really misunderstood concept. Mm-hmm. You can be depressed and you can still love what you do. You can still love your family. I mean, there's all kinds of depressions that happen. I mean, think about postpartum depression. It's not that moms don't like their babies. It's just there's so much going on. We've had four kids. I think I'm still in postpartum depression. I didn't give birth to any of them. I mean, you, you look at people that come back from war zones and stuff like that and come down with PTSD. I mean, it, it's not that they don't love their country and love what they did. It is. There's so many things happening. There's so many things they're processing. You just need somebody to talk to. So it's almost as if I wish we could just normalize the idea of getting help, normalize the idea of talking to somebody. You know, if you want to talk to your pastor, that's fine. But if it goes beyond your pastor, if, if she if he or she is not able to, to help you or get you the right help you need, it's okay to seek other assistance. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not that you're a bad Christian. It's not that you don't believe in God. It's not that, you know, you don't really trust yourself or love yourself, that kind of stuff. It's just there's so much junk mm-hmm. going on. Sorry. Off no, the- absolutely. No, that's 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 
that's it. Because uh, I, I mean, on that note, I mean, when you hear the word again, hear the word counseling, once again, people think, well, something's wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, broken. So yeah, how do we fix broken. you? But like that said, it's all about sharing and talking. I mean, I mean echoes. Um, sharing and talking and just getting it off your plate, getting it off your chest and letting it go and just share it with somebody. And because um, that's that right there can help more than you can ever imagine um, by just sharing and being open, you know. Um, and that's what counseling, part of counseling is, mm-hmm. you know. So, but yeah, absolutely. Well, and and like you said, Major, you know, we're, we're not professionals. And I, I think it's worth putting up front that this isn't a conversation uh, uh, of professionality. It's, it's a conversation of, uh, maybe experience. Um, one of some, uh, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm perfect. I've never had depression. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, I'll speak for myself and say, oh, okay. okay. You, you talk about yourselves. Um, it gets perfect on this side of the screen. I'm just saying, there you go. But o- over here, <laughs> about April? Move on. yeah. Um, but like, like April said, you know, there, there's, um, sort of this, uh, stigma to it. And, and I, I think one of the solutions is, is like what we're doing now. And even what we're doing with all of these topics of feelings is maybe to, in as best we can with the audience we have, unravel them and make them seem a little bit more normal and comfortable to discuss. Not that it makes it any easier. Uh, you know, I don't think that our, our little show is going to make depression easier or make it uh, or cure it. Um, but, but maybe by discussing it and taking a look at what God's word says about it, that we can have maybe a more comfortable understanding and approach to it. Uh, and, and definitely um, that let people know that, I mean, like, like you said, April, we all go through it. You know, I, I, no one's impervious to any of these things that we're going to talk about. And so, uh, but that doesn't make you any less worthy of God's love. That doesn't make you, uh, you know, uh, so imperfect that you you don't deserve or or can't be close to Christ, you know. I, I, and that's one of the things up front and, and foremost to. Yeah, can we back uh, up a second? I want I, I want to I want to. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna do the major thing. Okay. Major moment. Uh, John says something that I think we really need to reflect on. God doesn't love you less or more. Can we just? Can, 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 I mean, John said it earlier. I, I just want to. I think we repeat that again. John does. I mean, John, John, John might love you less or more. God does not love you less or more, depending on what you're going through. Right. If something is hard, it doesn't mean that God loves you less. Mm-hmm. If you're challenged by something, it doesn't mean that God loves you less. You know, sometimes I struggle because every time I ask somebody how it's going, I say, "Well, I'm blessed." And so I want to ask them tomorrow, "Were you blessed yesterday or today?" Well, no, I was blessed today. Well, you know, honestly blessings come in different packages in different ways but god does not not love us less when things are hard he really does and here's another thing just in case you're out there and you want to know about how big a heretic i am god doesn't love you more when it's hard god loves you now it might feel like you're closer to god when you're going through things i get that it doesn't change god we're the ones that change. Exactly. So I just want to underline what John said. God doesn't love us less or more. God loves us, period. Yep, yeah. Scripture says God is love. God is not just 50% love on some days, yeah. 75% love on bad days. No, God is love, period. And it's how we perceive that love. 
Right. And it's the same thing that we have in relationships sometimes. You know, sometimes some of that depression happens because we think that something's not going the right way or we're not feeling a certain thing or we're not experiencing a certain way. A lot of times, and I don't hear what I'm not saying, sometimes it's how we perceive things, how we internalize some of these things. And John asked that question about how, what, what do you do when you can't find joy? You know, I mean, it, sometimes it's how we perceive those situations that really is, is, is what causes some of these feelings. I'm not saying there's not a legitimate reasons. Please don't hear me. But I think sometimes we can make it worse. Sometimes right. by how we, we, we accept it and absorb it and internalize it. Sorry. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and, and I'm a big believer in we can you know, we have to be very, very careful not to put anyone, especially God, through the filter of our depression. Um, and, and I think that's kind of like what you're talking about major and in the perspective and, and, and the way we're, um, kind of looking at it and, and processing it, uh, because what ha it, it almost becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, not that God could ever love you less, but because mm -hmm. you're thinking about God through your depression, you start to apply that to the character of God as if that makes it, you start to see yourself in and maybe people God punished and all this other stuff. And you start to think, well, that, that, that's what uh, he must think of me. And uh, similarly, you know, when you're uh, going through depression, other relationships as well, you can start to, well, I'm going through this. So they must think this about me. And you start to think of your friends through the depression. They, they think I'm a burden. They don't want to hear about my problems. They don't want to deal with me when I'm acting like this. And, you know, it's all those things. Like we start to push away people, uh, the, the key people we need when we're going through those difficult times because we start uh, applying our depression to them. And and so at perspective absolutely has power um, when dealing with mental health, when dealing with emotions, when dealing with spiritual warfare. And, and I think that depression is a complicated thing. That's all yeah. of those things. I think it's mental. I think it's emotional. I think it's spiritual, you know, and I, I think that's why. And that's what's so sad about the approach that so many churches and Christians have taken, where they've separated the clinical side from the church side. You know, like Major said, just pray about it. You know, yeah. just read your Bible more, uh, you know, and it's just like, yeah, get closer to God, learn, learn, you know, but get some help. Mm -hmm. Talk, talk to a professional, maybe, you know, uh, and, and it also can be as simple as. You know, it's not always straight to medication and counseling. Sometimes you just you need to change your environment a little bit. Take a vacation. Right. Well, and a lot of times some people kind of treat the Bible like a self-help manual. I'm going yeah. through something, so I'm going to flip open to the right chapter. I'll read the scripture verse and it's going to make everything better. Right. Guys, there are times and I, I'm just going to say how bad a person I am, but this is why they're taking me out of pastoral ministry, I guess. <laughs> there are times that I'm feeling bad. And I open up the Bible and read something and it kind of makes me feel worse. It kind of makes me feel like, wow, I am. I've got to fix some things about me. I'm part of the problem here. I'm part of the issue. I mean, it, it, we we can't treat it like this book that we just pop open and, and pick a magic topic and suddenly right. everything's pat. And we open up to the right scripture verse, and life's going to be a old bed of roses. I mean, yeah. we say the right prayer. I mean, it's not going to happen. There's denominations built on, you know, bathe in the verses of about your iniquity. You know, remember how sinful and broken and, you know, um, how futile you and humanity are, because that'll make you love God more. And it's just like that. 
I don't understand this idea of, of reveling in those sorts of, like there's, there's all those things and it, and it can start to feel like that going to the Bible sometimes where it's this idea of you, again, you start to see it through, through the depression. And so when you read those verses about sin and sinners and wrath and all that stuff, you start to see yourself too much in that and start to think, well, that's what's going to happen if I don't find right. some joy real quick. Right. When I was taking um, one of my classes was a Christian Christian psychology class. And um, it was talking about the history of psychology in the church and how back in the day when somebody said they was depressed or have mental issues, they would bring them forth in front of the church and just pretty much pray, like lay hands on them and try to pray the demons pray out. Pray the evil out, yeah. <laughs> pray the demons out. And, and, and then, of course, that makes a person feel like, okay, I have demon living inside of me. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like they just want to pray it all out. I but, tell my wife, my wife had demons living in her, but thank God she gave birth. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, 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 <laughs> So yeah, so that, so back in that, that's how they that's how they did things. Like so, when you say you had an issue or depression or going through you know difficult times, you have to face the church and right in front of everybody, you know. Um, but when you hear nowadays, you can just go and talk to somebody to to help you through that situation. Now you know because it's not God doesn't want us to feel like you know, um, less than what we are, you know, he didn't want us to feel that way, you know, back to like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be embarrassed <laughs> when we go to the church and like yeah. do, do all that, you know? Um, but, um, God wants us to feel love and cared for. And, um, and for us to do that, we have you just go and talk to somebody and, you know, um, and just see what, where it goes from there, but yeah, I mean, when I when I read that, I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's that's not the way to do it." <laughs> right. <laughs> no. That um, yeah, that helps no one. I mean, it's the same thing, and it's the same issue I have with um, churches that treat uh, physical ailments as a spiritual yeah. issue. You know, oh, you you your your legs don't work. Let's pray over it and everything, yeah. and because that's what Jesus did and all that. Right. Um, you know, not we. We are mind, body, and soul. We're not just spirits. We are not just bodies. You know, we, we're all of that. Right. And so none of our issues that we go through are just spiritual or physical or emotional. Uh, it, it's all of those. And so, yeah, like, um, of course, you know, being we're talking about it from a biblical standpoint, churches are going to come to mind very much in, in how what's kind of helped us get to this stigma uh, where people don't talk about their depression, which ultimately just makes it worse and all that. But uh, one of the, the greatest bits of advice I got um, was that you know, I, I was like, well, I don't want it to get out when, when I was going to therapy. And um, my friend was like, well, like, are you scared of people finding out you go to the doctor when you get a cold? Mm. And I'm like, no, I mean, everybody gets the cold. And he's like, everybody goes through crap. Right. You know, right. like it, it changed my perspective and really helped me to tr treat it just as much as I would anything else I'd go to a doctor for where it's, Hey, this thing is going on and I need help with it. Um, whether that's medication, whether that's just, uh, you know, getting it checked and, and maybe getting some uh, exercise, you know, whatever. 
um, but I need I need some treatment for it. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and John mentioned earlier about the fact about, you know, spiritual issues being physical ailments. Yes, there's plenty of evidence in scripture where people were healed in scripture. But if you really look at those stories, a lot of times it was, it was the faith of the people bringing the person exactly. to Jesus yeah. that that Jesus or that somebody said claimed that caused the healing, not necessarily the person themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in fact, when, when even when people were raised from the dead, you can't tell me it was the faith of the dead person that got him raised to the dead. It was it was the faith of the people, people involved. You think of the four friends that brought that person down and dropped them through the ceiling there. It was it was the faith of those guys who put him up there and dropped him down through. That was where the faith came in. I mean, right. it wasn't that person. Right. That person wasn't suffering because of a lack of faith. I mean, right. stuff happens. We live in a fallen world that's falling apart. Right. Why are we surprised when our bodies fall apart? I mean, it's, it's, it's right. happening. Absolutely. Right. Uh, so some of the, some of the verses, I, one, one verse uh, we looked at beforehand um, along with this topic, uh, you know, and, and Major mentioned it before of just this idea of, you know, I think one of the things is we see so often in scripture that we should be joyful, that we should rejoice, that we should always be praising and happy and all this other stuff, uh, or at least we interpret it that way. And so I think that that starts to weigh on us when we don't feel that way, when weeks are longer and days are harder and feelings are low, we start to look at those and feel guilty because I don't feel Psalm 100 today. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like it, I do after my nap. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> after I eat, have some coffee and take a nap. Yeah. But like, you know, it, we start to apply this church guilt to ourselves of. I, I don't feel like rejoicing right now. I don't feel like I have anything to rejoice about right now. Um, and, and so one of the verses that um, uh, spoke to me that I, I was kind of our guide for this a little bit, although obviously we don't have any trouble coming up with stuff to talk about. But uh, in First Thessalonians, Paul writes, rejoice always in verse 16. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And, you know, I, I, first of all, I love that verse 16, the whole verse is just rejoice always. Um, I, I love that it just keeps that as it's yeah. this general um, commandment, I guess you could say this, this general uh, idea for us mm -hmm. is that we should, we should be a people who rejoice. Right. Um, and then in, in, Verse 17, pray continually, but then verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know about you guys, uh, and I, I don't know what it is with Paul and James, because they both have a, a bit of this where they're like, you know, consider everything worth praising and being grateful for. All of it. Even that, thank God for it. Um and I think that can be a little bit of a mental spiral that we can, I don't know. I, I know I've, I've felt this where it's just like these ideas of, I don't want to be thankful for this. I'm, I'm not thankful for what happened today uh, or, or, or moments uh, uh, throughout my life where it's just like, I don't know how to do this. And, and, and I think that kind of trips us up a little bit. Let's break it down though. It says give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks for the individual things that are happening. Right. It gives thanks right. for the ability for you to experience those things. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, it may not be going your way, but, but we can yeah. still be thankful and grateful that we have a way to go. Right. We can still, I mean, it might be a bad day, but we can still give God thanks for having a day. Mm 
we can still give God thank God's thanks because there are things that we're going through that other people are helping us with. So yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, 100%. It's like, you know, yeah, I don't like some of the things, and I don't always give thanks for some of the days because some of the days just don't make sense. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, what makes sense is the fact that God is still in those days. Right. Right. Even the hard ones. It, it goes back to what you were talking about, about perspective. Mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, it's not to say, and, and I uh, have not good words for people that would put it in a way that say, well, it's just the way you're thinking about it. It's just the way you're, you're looking at it. Like it, it, you need to change. If, if you would just do something different or, or look at it a different way, or like, it's, not, it's not so much that. It's more so of you're valid in thinking this sucks, mm -hmm. but continuing to look at it and say that this sucks doesn't make it suck less. Right. You know, and, and, and when I see passages that encourage rejoicing anyway and always, when I see things that kind of are about changing our perspective, I think it's more so like it's not saying the suck goes away. It's just that you stop looking at that and you start looking at God right. like you say in major. Right. And you know, if you can do something about it, you should do something about it. Right. Sorry, April. No, it's okay. That's that's pretty much it. Um, like when he says, "Always be joyful and never stop praying." You know, when it says, "Rejoice always," but when we think about it, sometimes when people tell you, "Don't stress out" or "Don't do this," and that more times that's more that stresses me out. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell right. me don't stress out. Like that's that's making it even more worse. Um, but then it says never stop praying. So we have to always, um, whenever, whenever we feel like we're going under, but guess what? Don't stop praying. Yeah, it's hard to be joyful, but never don't stop calling upon the Lord. Don't stop um, clinging to Him and, and clinging to His Word and 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 um, having time with Him. And you know, in times where where we we can't always be joyful, but we can always call upon His name, right? We always pray to Him, and allow Him to lead us and guide us and give us the strength we need um, through that time in our lives. You know, when it's not it's not joyful. <laughs> you know, right? So, well, Cameron taught me a lot about this in this recent season we've had with him. Those of you know, my son has Tourette's, and you know, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but everybody knows about it. If you have Tourette's and people point out your Tourette's to you and your tics, it makes your tics worse. Sometimes I can make my son's tics worse by keeping asking him about his tics or just or keep asking if he's OK. And that makes it worse. And so I have to go against the grain and say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm just not going to, you know, and sometimes pointing people out. Hey, you know, you should feel better. You know, and I used to be really bad about telling people, hey, you should you really should be smiling. Okay, some people are going through some stuff and they don't feel like smiling. Right. And by forcing a smile on people's faces, just more of that stuff John said earlier about people not wanting to talk about what's really going on. Mm -hmm. I used to talk to people, if I ask you how you're doing today and you tell me fine, I assume you're lying to me. Mm -hmm. Because I was taught that fine means freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and egotistical. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, fine is just usually something we say because we don't really want to say the truth or because we really don't know and we don't want to talk about it. So we just say fine. I'd almost rather you say, you know what? I really have no idea how I'm feeling today. But we, we don't say that socially because it's like, well, I'm just I'm fine. You have to have an answer. Like, yeah, you yeah. have to have an answer. And sometimes we put ourselves in social situations and pressure situations where you have to have an answer. And so so Paul said, you know what? Yeah, you got to pray about this stuff 
all the time. All the time. I mean, you know, if mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't just let it go and just ha- and just you got to be, you got to keep this in front of you. Right. Pray. You got to meditate about these things. You got to, you got to put these things in front of you. Because if not, I mean, it's going to jump all over you and get all get all over you. And it's just, yeah. But I learned a lot from Cameron about that. I'm still bad. Sometimes I, I worry over him too much, and it just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just threw some Cameron shade in there. No, no, it's, it's that's real. That's experience. Yeah. Well, we we are slightly over, but we're we're at our halfway mark. Uh, half time. It, you know, hard, hard to interrupt good and, and deep conversation, but it, it's good to take a moment, first of all, to remind anyone watching to make sure they've shared and liked this. Uh, it spreads it. Uh, evangelism in 2020. Like a virus. Easy. <laughs> well, not, maybe not that. Let's not do that. I don't, I, maybe too soon for that, that one on a t shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, yeah. COVID. It's never been easier to invite people to uh, worship and study and, and, and yeah. discuss. Uh, you just have to hit a share button and like, and it shows up on their feed. So no door knocking in 2021. It's all digital, baby. Uh, but then also like to take time and have some fun. We all know each other, so it's not really to get to know uh, anything or maybe to get to know because it reveal some interesting things. But I, I do have a would you rather, mostly just Ooh. because we've all said it's been such a long week. It's been it's been crazy. We all work crazy. Uh, you know, crazy hours and, and, and take on a lot of work. But we think, John, before you ask this question, I got a question for April. April, how does it feel of being a Duke fan and actually make it to halftime being successful? <laughs> Dang. Um, so anyway, would you rather. <laughs> that was good. Look, at, she ain't going to say nothing. Would you rather work more hours per day, but fewer days or work fewer hours per day, but more days. Oh, so it's either more time off, but also more work or well, more time off and more work. So the same amount of time, but either more hours and less days or less days and more hours. Uh, Pretty much. So it's, it's it's more about move, move most of your work either to less days. So you have more solid days off or less solid days off, but less work. Well, I'm gonna be a gentleman. I'm gonna let April go first because I think it's polite. Thanks, I appreciate it. I'm a giver. <laughs> I would say um, more hours for the day to have more days off. You gotta say why. Uh, just, I mean, I think I, that's how I work. I just keep going. Like if I just. <laughs> I just keep, I mean, just, just get it. I don't know. I just rather work more days so I can have time to just relax those, those, those three or two or three days. Um, so, yeah. I am, I, I'm the other. I'd rather work less time with more days. I, I, I enjoy having breaks throughout the day and having some downtime at the end of each day. Uh, I, I've tried the thing where I've tried to work and, and it never works for me. I've tried to do the long days and it seems like I'm still working the same number of days. But if I have a set schedule where I get so much done that day, uh, yeah. it's easier for me to go and and just kind of relax in the evening and not have as many days off. I really right now I'm usually on a six day a week schedule right now um, because, you know, and it's just 
for me, it's just easier just to have uh, less time during the day, but more days to spread it out for than it does, um, you know. But for me, I front load my week. I know we're not talking about this, but I try to get more more stuff done on that Monday, Tuesday. So I don't. So I'm kind of a hybrid. I, I get I probably work a little bit more on Monday and Tuesday, and I start slacking off towards the end of the week. Like Fridays, I try to be out of here by noon or one o'clock or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. But I try to front load the front part of the week as it comes down because I just like to have that time. So I guess I prefer more days with less hours. John prefers less days with less hours. <laughs> um, it, it's hard because I, I think situationally I'd pick one or the other. It's hard to commit to right. one um, because the nature of our work changes week to week. Um, Once but again, I, context. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but thinking in, in that, imagining I have a normal job. Um, huh. huh. What's that like? Um, right. I, I think I would prefer, well, thinking back to my time uh, when I was a manager at Kroger, I definitely put in longer hours per day, but did not get more days off. And you start to feel that uh, after so many weeks. So I think, I'm the type to like April, I'll just, I'll do whatever it takes to get whatever I need done today, tomorrow. I, I could work 12 hours, three days in a row, but afterwards I'm probably going to need three solid days off uh, for it, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think I lean more towards, I'll work more per day and get more days off. So that's a hard one. Cause you can go, I can go either. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think with what we do, I think some of us have experienced both. Yeah, I think we've had the thing where like we knew we have a couple of days off, so we rushed to get everything done in the first few days, right. and we were able to protect that time off. But then we've also been there where we've had the grind, like during Christmas, where it just feels like you know I'd just like to have some time <laughs> off during the day, and I'd like to go somewhere, so I'll just spread the work out, you know. So yeah. I, think, I think I think for us sometimes, once again, it's perspective. Sometimes we deal with the fact that it's like you know you deal with it from two different angles. So I, for some people, I don't know. I think it's that they'll probably have the whole. I like my weekends, and that's my whole thing. See, for us, weekends are uh, are, are are not days off. I mean, Sundays aren't days off for us. Sundays is a work day for us. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, in fact, lately we get started about eight o'clock in the morning. And usually, don't get it like one or one thirty in the afternoon. So, I mean, it's a it's a solid day. So, yeah, I think it's all perspective and how you and what you do and how you do it. And yeah, I think April, you're right about that. Absolutely. Uh, well, be sure to let us know uh, what you think. Would you rather work more hours with more days off or less hours with less days off? Is she talking trash about that baby again? <laughs> Samaya is a full-time Samaya. job. Samaya, come live with me. But if I got <laughs> to watch, appreciate you. If I got to watch Bluey at work, though, I think right? I could work right. as many hours right? as you need. Samaya was, no, Samaya was reading her book. Jessica was watching Bluey. I'm just saying. Exactly. By choice. We're sorry to tell you out, but you put it on Facebook. Yeah, so it's public. She just let she just uses Samaya's excuse to watch Bluey. I'm just saying, right? So um, to jump back in, I want one passage that I think really fits kind of like what we're talking about with this idea of perspective uh, when things don't necessarily. Um, just get better or go away, you know, um, a verse I know I've referenced a lot of times, if anybody's been around me, just because it means a lot to me, but Romans chapter five, verses three through five, where Paul's talking about all the things we should rejoice for. And he takes a little beat to say, even the hard stuff, Mm -hmm. because the hard stuff 
helps us to produce perseverance and perseverance aids our, our character. It toughens us up in a sense. And, and, and ultimately it produces hope, hope that can't fail because it's from the Holy spirit. It's not hope that we'll figure it out, but it's hope that God has got us and, and he's in control. And I think that's, what we're ultimately talking about when we're talking about these ideas of rejoice always, you know, pray continually and without ceasing and all this other stuff. It's more of a matter of not, not because you're going through stuff. Don't be happy because you're going through stuff, but also don't feel like you going through stuff um, has become a barrier between you and God. You, you focus on God and, and it, that, that's a very different recommendation than just pray about it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're honest, half the things we tell people to just pray about, they need more than just prayer for. Um, and, right. <laughs> so, you know, like, I feel like we throw prayer out as this generic, like, let me be spiritual with you for five seconds, but I really don't got time for this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, what are you talking about. We talked about it a little bit with um, pride, where it's like we start to um, over we we start to selfishly value our time, where it's just like, uh, you know, this is this is like a five minute conversation, or it needs to be because that's all I got for you. And we usually cap it off with, well, you know, just pray about it, read your Bible more, and 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 um, you'll be in my thoughts and prayers. Yeah, well, and then know, we learn more when we fail than when we succeed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we go through those things. I mean, it's called building up calluses. I mean, if you ever played an instrument. You know what it's like to have a good callus. The first couple of days, if you learn how to play guitar, the first couple of days hurt. Yeah. I mean, your fingers just hurt. But after a while, your fingers toughen up and you can play longer without the pain. I mean, sometimes there are things that we need to go through and that I would even say God allows us to go through because of perseverance, character, right. hope, right. those kind of things. I mean, it doesn't mean we have to stay there, but yeah. there is some value in struggling through some of these things. Well, because. Oh, okay. Well, I have to say personally, on a personal note, um, when I went through when I went through my depression um, about ten years ago, um, I'm just gonna say ten days ago. I'm like, good lord, <laughs> ten years, ten ago. minutes ago, ten um, years ago, but, like, no, but about ten years ago, um, I have to say, if I I went through that depression to, to build up, build on who I am today, like I went through that and I I was able to grow. Um, and change who I was back then uh, and to allow me to who I am today. Because back then I was, when I fell into depression, I was I was in pain. I was hurt. I was just just all kind of emotions and everything. Um, but I was able to grow um, deeper in, in the Lord and deeper in who I am, deeper in um, self-esteem, you know, uh, stuff changed because I went through that depression, mm-hmm. and it, throughout the years I've grown deeper um, through it all, through each, right. each step. You know, um, so um, I have to say that I, I went through that so that God can continue to mold me um, on who He wants me to be um, mm-hmm. throughout my life. So, so yeah, I mean that that's 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 that passage. It's I mean. Uh, it's true. It's good um, because it, it it develops. You know, he developed us through that. Right. Um, well, that and, and a big reason why it's important to me, and you bring up an interesting uh, 
topic because, you know, and it's where I, I, I recommend people uh, study, you know, uh, depression, study what, what these things are like and, and, and try to understand them because more than likely you're going to encounter someone that experiences it. You know, um, the American Psychiatric Association says that one in 15 adults will experience in a, in a year, every year, um, depression. That one in six will go through it at some point in their life. So you're going to encounter someone. You're probably in church already with someone. In fact, to be honest with you, I have what's called clinical depression. There's different kinds of depression. And, you know, like Sergeant April mentioned before, there's depression that's situational. Um, there's uh, depressive disorders that are uh, categorized by time stamps. So it's like a period of your life. Uh, whereas I have clinical depression. I just have depression it's, it's a part of me. And that, and that's why, you know, that passage of Romans meant a lot when I uh, encountered it and still does because I, I've gone through therapy. I've taken medication. I've done a lot of things um, to try and help my depression and hope that it'll cure. And it doesn't. And maybe one day it will, maybe one day I'll wake up and feel Psalm 100 and be blessed. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, Depression is a part of my character. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had to come to a point where I recognized that that doesn't um, have to dominate my perspective. I don't have right. to look at life as my depression. I can look at right. life through what God has done for me, um, right. through the good things that I do have. Um, life's been good to me even through depression. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just a, it's just there. Yeah. And so I don't rejoice because I'm, I'm, depressed John. I, I rejoice because I have have all these other things going on, even though I'm depressed. I'm grateful that God loves me and blesses me every day, mm -hmm. even though sometimes I don't feel worthy and not in that like hyper-Christian sense. Right. Right. So um, I, I think it's worth understanding mm -hmm. things that people can go through in life so that we can better be the, the support and, and the love of Christ to people, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I think when we remain ignorant on things that are very common and um, serious issues, um, I think we start to uh, fall short in how we can effectively love others, right. um, you know, right. which is a, a big part of this whole church thing. All right. And you said it best there, John, if you're going to love people, you're going to love the whole people. Right. Mm -hmm. Not just the good looking parts. I mean, for me, that's easy because all good looking. <laughs> but I mean, it's like we want to pick and choose which parts of people we really want to love. Well, you know, I really like that person. But, you know, I, sometimes I don't you know. Either you're going to love somebody for who they are. I'm not saying you got to like all the things they do. Two different questions. Two different. Right. Right. But you're going to love them and you're going to understand that it, it's it's going to be OK that there's some things that they're working through. There's some things that aren't perfect. There's some things that aren't Psalm 100 today. Right. That they need to get they need to get fixed. And right. that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be times that I'm going to need help, you know, getting back to where I need to be. And if I'm there for you and you're there for me, that's what we call fellowship. Yeah. That's what we call, that's what we, that's what we, I'm hoping that's heaven. When I'm surrounded right. by people who care more about me than I do, that's my idea of heaven. Right. I would rather all the rest of you lifting me up than me lifting myself up. Cause only cause one person can't lift me up. Trust me. 
<laughs> with a winch. But all of you can lift me up and encourage me. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I tell people all the time, we are here for each other. We uh, we're not just here to just sit and sit in a chair and just say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> we all of us are here for each other. We're here to help each other, to encourage each other, um, to learn about the different things that like depression and just so we can help people, so we can just be there for them. Um, sometimes just being there for somebody is more than anything that anybody can ever experience. You know, I, I and I know, you know, the saying always, say hey or you know smile somebody because you never know what they're going through mm. you never know what what somebody's going through so by you just simply giving them a nice compliment or a nice encouraging word or just something to go a mile away could help them out in in, in more ways than you can ever imagine um because that right there can, can just change somebody you can bless them or you're going to hurt them you know that's well, that's what it says about the tongue. You can either do a lot of good things or yeah. a, lot of bad. a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things, right. Fire is wonderful to heat things, but fire is pretty bad if you're trying to burn something. Right. Right. That's well, and, and all of that is one of the reasons, you know, I love church so much. That's why I love what I get to do, and I love the people that we uh, do life and, and worship with uh, because I, I really feel – um, the passage in Matthew uh, chapter 5, 3, and 4, where Jesus is going over the Beatitudes, and he starts off with, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Right. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Right. And, you know, in being honest with depression being a part of my life and with um, trying to, you know, with, with moving away from trying to hide that and just accepting that, that that's, that's the cards I've been dealt. That's the thorn in my side, but great, his grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. And ultimately I've found more comfort. I've, I've found more support. Uh, and, and I'm ultimate, I, like, I love church more and I, and I need church more because it's what helps me uh, in not getting stuck in those depressive patterns and, right. and to not see just that and see the, the downsides but to see God and see the good stuff and everything. And, and that's one of the, the reasons I'm a big advocate and why I say, you know, church and, and, and I mean church, not just watching stuff online. I mean, church, fellowship, family, yeah. fellowship. People. And we're not, and just so you know, John's not talking about programs. No, <laughs> no. We're not talking about family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd rather sit down and, and talk with you over coffee or dinner more than I would uh, do Sunshine After the Rain. And I love that song. Uh, <laughs> so, but at the, I, and at the same time, you know, a lot of weird changes here on Cross Talk, but that might be the weirdest one. <laughs> so, Rather have coffee than sunshine. Well, coffee story. is my sunshine. I'm about to say, coffee is his sunshine. <laughs> you know, we might need to get you somebody to talk to because that might be unhealthy with your coffee addiction. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I know uh, somebody. As long as it's legal. <laughs> as long as it's legal. Well, um, I think we've had some great conversation, but anything in these last few minutes, um, kind of looking back, any any one-liners or any mic drops you, you didn't get to or anything you want to leave us with uh, before we close out? Yeah. If somebody's going through depression, don't tell them that's God's plan for their life. Ooh. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, 
I didn't even get to mention. Uh, oh man, Things we should not say to people who are dealing with stuff. No. Right. no. So a, a great lesson on what not to do if you know someone in your life uh, that has depression. Watch Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. At about the twelve-minute mark, there's a point when Anakin is just moping around, and Obi Wan's like, "You know, you you look tired." He's like, "Yeah." It's like, are you still dreaming about your mom? You know, the one that you left 10 years ago and didn't really get to say goodbye to and all that? Yeah. Oh, well, dreams will go away eventually. That's not therapy and that's not good advice. It Don't do that. It doesn't help. <laughs> Don't tell you me watch Star Wars? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I definitely, Star Wars is an anti antidepressant to me, man. Well, uh, I haven't. Well, let me not. I won't <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure y'all would not be happy, but so I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, <laughs> save us, April. Say say something. Come on, smart. come on, April. Bring it. Bring it. I've watched Star Wars. I mean, it's been. I have. I haven't watched all the way through. So, but it's okay. We got three weeks left. Jesus still loves you. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus still loves me. That's all. We got three watch. weeks. We can get all nine of them in. I'm just saying, we can get all nine. <laughs> we can get, get all of them in, in one day. What are you talking about? Oh wow. Yeah, we need to go have an 18 hour ma marathon. Bring it. I know where I can get a big old screen too. Just saying. Well, right? Exactly. I got my uh, Disney Plus membership. We rock this. Yeah, de de depression depression is not God's plan for no. anyone. And, no, and in fact, God, God's plan was that we'd be in Eden right now. Right. God God's plan was right. that naked, eating fruit. <laughs> Maybe not that, but like um, right. You know, not, we we wouldn't have this conversation if if it all went according to God's plan. And I know that sort of rubs up against the sovereignty of God theology and all this other stuff. But ultimately, God's plan is love mm -hmm. and eternal life. Right. Well, that rub up against God's sovereignty. That was His plan. Yeah. We messed it up. Exactly. And yeah. and so, but the, His love is still there. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, it's not just because of like we're, we're in that desert situation. We're in that 40 years, man, hopefully longer, but we're in, we're in that, that in between from being set free from Egypt and getting into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And it's hot. The man is stale and the water tastes like rock, but the promised land is coming. We have the promise of eternal life and eternal love with God. And so, you know what? What's happening right now isn't the plan. It's just what God's doing to get us to the plan. Exactly. So, hopefully, we've been an encouragement. Hopefully, we've been insightful, and hopefully, we've been slightly entertaining. Uh, that that's all I can maybe hope for with crosstalk. <laughs> um, well, what's coming up next week, John? Next week, um, we are following up a, a deep topic with another deep topic. We are talking anxiety uh, with two people I absolutely grief, man. I'm going to need therapy after this. <laughs> well, Sergeant April, she'll, she'll make sure to give you her number. I can't afford her rate. Right. I, can't afford her rate man. I didn't give you my business card. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> um, the sergeant yeah. is in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some folks, if they are have been longtime Crosstalk watchers, listeners, um, then they'll know uh, Captains Matt and Jamie Satterley, mm -hmm. um, two awesome people who have their own podcast and are gracing us. And Jamie uh, gives me anxiety, so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they're excited, um, and we're excited to have them. Um, next week, I, I, we're uh, we're getting locally excited for our summer camp 
um, here in the Augusta area. Uh, the Croc Center is putting on our usual lovely uh, summer camp, Croc Camp, uh, which Sergeant April and I get to be a part of and um, get to hang out with about 60 or so kids every day. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to drink so much coffee, though. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's okay. We got your guests yeah, in the pantry. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah. Let's not feed that habit. No, uh, well, you, want, you you don't want not to feed that. Habit. I was gonna say, we, want, we want nice, John. We don't want exactly. <laughs> You've never met me uncaffeinated. You wouldn't like me uncaffeinated. Nice. I say yeah. as I sip my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> the secret is I'm always caffeinated. Yes. Exactly, Captain Major nope. Doctor. It's okay. I've been a lot worse. You're at DHQ. Rank doesn't matter anymore. Oh. So. oh. In a couple weeks. Not Too soon, yet. man. Too soon. <laughs> Not yet, though. Speaking of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. You're you're still getting ready for that move. And well, and then I don't want to I don't want to preempt it, but you want to tell them about what's happening in two weeks? What's happening in two weeks? Crosstalk in two weeks. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So um, I've just been oh, so right. enamored with our current guest. Um, of course. I really forgot. So, talented, and, graceful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately following um, our, our friends, uh, Captains uh, Satterley, we have our local divisional commander, uh, Major Al Newsom, joining us. Um, who is a fantastic man. And, yes. and I can't wait yes. to introduce him to our crosstalk audience and, and the folks. I, I know we're just going to shut up and let him uh, dominate because I mean he's just he's just a, a wonderful person to put <laughs> under and study. So April's already getting yeah, a right. book. <laughs> May, yeah, April might not be able to tune in. She might be too busy uh, running her side hustle. But uh, oh, John. oh Lord, John. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, hey, you put that degree to work, girl. Oh, do the yeah, hustle. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're excited here at Crosstalk for Crosstalk, and hopefully you are, and you'll be with us. How many again times can you say Crosstalk in one thing? Huh? How many times can you say Crosstalk in one thing? I don't know. I, I wouldn't do a drinking game based on it from this episode. Can you Crosstalk your Crosstalk while you Crosstalk your Crosstalk? Yeah. So we'll be back to Crosstalk across each other next week, six p.m. Thursday. With special guest Captain Satterley. Same crosstalk time. Yeah. Same crosstalk channel. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, though, April, please pray for us. <laughs> pray for John, his caffeine caffeine supply. Oh Lord, let us pray. Um, Father God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for um, this opportunity to dive into your Word and to just dive into a topic that um, is just so. Um, big in, 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 in the world today, Father God, Lord, and God, I pray for those who may be dealing with um, this topic, God, that you would just give them your, your spirit, that you lead and guide them, Father God, um, give them the strength and need to go through day by day, Father God, Lord, and God, I pray right now that you continue to just watch over us, that you continue to give us um, your guidance, and Lord, we just love you for who you are, because um, you are the great and mighty God, and we just thank you so much for loving us. And that's all these things, your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, hope we've been an encouragement to you. <laughs> Until next week. Spirit fingers. I, I, I got to use one hand. <laughs>